How's it going, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back again to, this is episode 3 of this uh, solo trip to Japan podcast that I decided to make a couple of weeks ago. Um, So, in episode 1, we covered um, basically the travel from home to the airport. In episode 2, we covered the actual flights, so from Dublin to Dubai, and then Dubai to Tokyo. And then in this episode, which is number three, we have landed and finally arrived to our destination, which is uh, Tokyo in Japan. So I'm just going to kick it off. So it was around 6 p.m., I believe. As I said, please forgive me. I can't exactly remember times and exact dates and everything, but we'll, we'll give it a go. Now later on you will realise that there has been some added stress to the journey because I'm under like a time constraint, you know. So we'll follow that on later on. So yeah, we disembark the plane. We go, well I mean we, I mean passengers but I. So I head down to where the signs are all telling me to go for baggage collection. Now when I get down there, there's already the flying Emirates staff. They already have people's bags off, off like the carousel type thing where you collect your baggage, and they have, they have it like, so the people that was on their flight, excuse me, sorry, just burped. So the people that was on that specific plane flight that I was on, they had all the baggage kind of, in a row kind of away from everything else and there was other passengers from other planes taking their baggage off the little carousel thing but um i'm saying carousel conveyor belt i don't know they go around in a circle anyway so you choose what you want to call it um but yeah so i just walked up and i think i was supposed to show them my flight ticket but there was like a couple of girls just having a chat that was on the fly emirates uh, crew you know and i just walked over didn't really pay me any attention but i found my bag and i grabbed it and i just walked off with it and then i could i kind of see one of them kind of motion like not motion but move like kind of toward me then she stops and i kind of look back at her and then she backed off so i, I just kept walking like i you know i assume it was okay just to take my bag i don't know if they actually have to check because normally crews the, the, the crew members they don't get your bag for you you know, so it's just down to the individual to collect the right bag or, you know, something like that. So, yeah, I, I just kept going. And, uh, you, know, you know, doing all the little twists and turns and this and that. And I found out that because I was coming from outside of Asia, I believe, I had to go to, like, immigration. So, it was kind of, not daunting, but it was like, oh, people telling me beforehand, you know man you could be over an hour going through this you know depending on the lines depending on if they want to bring in for further questioning so on so forth you know because um you know japan is actually i'm not saying they're racist but they're not really foreigner friendly you know they don't really want foreigners staying in their country too long you know um from what i've heard and from what I've personally experienced in terms of traveling there and trying to apply for various visas, they don't want uh, foreigners staying there too long, you know. Or at least they want to. They want only the best of the best foreigners staying there, 
which I don't know, it's not a bad thing. But anyway, I'm digressing too much here. It's not the point of this, the, the, the podcast here. So anyway, I'm meandering through all these different corridors and following the signs and I'm passing all these, you know, the infamous kind of, oh, look at all, here's the, the Japanese vending machines. Oh, you hear all about them all over the internet and through your studies and whatever. And then uh, I'm going down, I see all the little cute little characters and the, the, the designs and the welcome to Japan and da da da. I says, oh, I'm getting roiled up. I says, right, here we go. I'm here. Finally. Do I take out the picture? Start taking snaps. Like, I was going to say taking snacks. Taking snaps. And I was like, I know it's only the airport. I says, look, let me get to the city first. And then we, I was actually quite tired. Because, sorry, bearing in mind, in the episode two, I talk about the guy who disturbed me from his sleep. So at this stage now, I've been traveling and awake for more than 22 hours. And in those 22 hours, I would say safely, I've gotten two to three hours broken sleep, okay? So I'm not really running on anything, just just energy from food, that's it, you know? Even if I drank a bottle of water, even if I ate a sandwich, I still felt tired and, and dehydrated and hungry and stuff, you know? Um, sorry, excuse me. So I get to the immigration line and it's long, but it's not too long. It's not worrying, you know, and it's kind of, we're moving along fast and I get to the desk and I, I take out all my paperwork and actually I had to fill in some uh, information on, on the plane. I forgot to mention it in the last one and it was just like a, a declaration um, a piece of paper. I can't, uh, I can't remember, but the main information information they wanted was um, how long you were staying for where you were staying where you were going and how much you brought with you to japan now i just had the forced uh, address down as the hostel i was staying in which was in tokyo um i i had all the money cash on me that i had i declared all that and when i got the immigration i had to hand them that piece of paper um and then the guy just asked me a couple of simple questions like where are you coming from told him where I was coming from and he's you know what is your uh, intentions like business pleasure blah, blah, you know or leisure whatever I was ah, leisure he says what's the leisure and I was like oh you know just sightseeing see some friends I said I'm gonna go to Osaka I'm gonna go to Kyoto Kobe Tokyo uh, and you know they actually joined four places did visit and he just kind of looked at me passport we stamped it signed this stamped this stamped this and he was just like okay go ahead enjoy your stay and i just gave him a little nod of the head and says cheers and then i walked through and i was kind of then in the proper airport side of things you know but as i said time was kind of of the essence because i knew i had to get so a i had to get it was called the express train called the narita i was in narita airport I believe there's two airports in Tokyo. So one is the Narita Airport, or Narita, if you are an English speaker. And then I think the other one was, oh, I forget the name of it. Canada Airport, I wanna say. I'm probably wrong with that, so excuse me. me. I, I didn't go to it, so I don't know it. But I know there's two main airports in Tokyo, and I went to Narita, so I had, my plan was to get the Narita Express 
Now, it was the fastest way possible to get from the airport to the city, and it took one hour. Okay? I've heard of people taking local trains that took up to three to four hours, and I said, I do not have that time, because it's around 6 p.m. I land in Tokyo. Yeah? I said, um, or like 7 p.m., whatever. I said, it's going to take me one hour to get to Tokyo from the airport. So then I'm going to be around 7 to 8 o'clock. Check in is no, and then that's only to get to Tokyo Station. Then I have to travel to another station, and then another station to get to my hostel. Um, now for you, for those of you who aren't really familiar, Tokyo is, a, I think it's, I think it's the world, the world's largest city. Or, it's the world's largest slash densely populated city in the world. It's essentially made up of like eight different cities or whatever. You know, or if you think of like Dublin city centre where I'm from, it's pretty much like eight or like ten of them, you know. So I was in basically one of them. So my plan was to Tokyo airport to Tokyo station, Tokyo station to Ueno station, and then Ueno station to Idia station. Now that's only two or three stops from the subway. But still, you know, I'm trying to plan all this in my head. I had it all planned down. Bryce said, well, I need to actually you know, go and do it, you know. And I'm absolutely exhausted. So my mind is kind of racing and thinking of all oh, 110 different things, you know. So the first thing is I've prepaid, okay, I've prepaid, I think it was just under 400 euros to get this uh, pass. It's like a travel pass called the, the JR Pass or JR Rail Pass, basically. JJ, yeah. Um, I still have it today, actually. So my plan is I, I have all the documentation say I've paid for it. You can own it's only available for foreigners and they do it in different like you can get one for two weeks. I think you can get one for seven days, fourteen days, and then twenty-one days. Obviously the price goes up and up the longer you stay. Um so I got so my plan was for I was staying there for two weeks, so I just got the fourteen day one. It was under four hundred euro. But you can use any so JR is like the name of a company and they have like local trains and they have um some other like bullet trains and basically if you take a lot of the local trains and a few bullet trains it, the ticket pays for itself you know and you don't need to buy like any other tickets in the stations you just get that you just show it to the guy at the desk you say look here I have this pass he checks it he checks the date and then he could ask you for your passport because your passport information is on that and then he just waves you through so you're not waiting you just go through now it didn't work for every single station but it worked for the vast majority of them. And, uh, yeah, so I'm jumping ahead there. So I went straight to the JR office, and I handed all the paperwork to the guy, and he gave me the pass, and he had said to me, um, I said, you're going to Tokyo? I said, yes. He says, would you like to book a ticket now? He says, the next train leaves in 30 minutes. I says, perfect. Give me that, please. And he issued me a, a, a ticket. He said, look, now, actually, to me, it felt like Tokyo Station, the, the, sorry, Tokyo Airport was really small. Sorry, Narita Airport. So he just said, look, uh, over there is your platform. Go through those gates. Just show your pass. He said, the guy will wave you through. He said, uh, you have your ticket. The, the, the ticket inspector will come around. He'll stamp your ticket. He says, and it will take one hour from there and it's relax. I said, to, to, to go to Tokyo Station. I said, cool, no worries, no worries. So, I believe I went to a quick 
uh, stop, I found this little guy at a stall, and I had bought two snacks. I said, right, I'm one hour on this train. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm still tired. I'm going to eat something on the train. I got pizza-flavored crisps. And then there was just some kind of Japanese milk chocolate, you know. And I was like, oh, look at me. I'm cool. You know, yeah, Japanese snacks, you know. But I fucking really did taste like pizza. It was, abs- it was crazy. But I guess here in Ireland, like, we have things like... Irish breakfast crisps, a builder's breakfast crisps I call it, so I'm sure if they came here and had that they think it's fucking whack as well, you know. So I go to the platform, yeah, and I have me pass, I have me ticket, I have all my belongings, I'm like cool, next order of business is just to get to me hostel, because they actually, they close at 11pm, no exceptions, no late check-ins, they even say check in one hour early, maximum or I mean the latest is half 10 because they start to shut up they have to clean up and shut up shop and make sure everyone is in, checked in and luggage is away and yada 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 you know so I said right it's around I think I think it was 7pm I said right get back to here at 8pm um, you know get to st- and, and, and then try and get to one of the station I says I'll, then I'll have two hours to get there. A load of time, you know, absolute load of time. So I'm standing at the platform and I'm I'm, I'm drifting asleep at the platform, you know. And I'm sitting there, I'm nodding off, and I have to stand up and shake myself off. I'm like, this is a joke, like, you know, I didn't get any sleep. And uh, I was just eating little pizza crisps, you know, because I was starving. Drank a bit of water. Um, and I'm chilling. And then I'm drifting asleep. I'm drifting asleep, and I just kind of hear like you know and I wake up and the doors are open to this train and it's like you know uh, boarding boarding it, it, some some announcements going off you know and I'm like oh shit I better get on this uh, train real quick so I grab my my, my, my backpack and my suitcase and I kind of just dash for the door you know but I heard these kind of things hitting the ground and I turned back and it looked like a brochure that I had picked up you know and I was like what is that you know and I, I, I looked at it and I couldn't see what it was and I, I had my glasses and all on me at the time and I said I don't know what that is and I'm looking and it's like boarding train leaving train leaving, all this stuff and I was like oh shit so I actually, remember, I actually kicked over the brochure to see what it was and I kicked it and it was just a brochure so I was like oh, fuck I don't need it so I just jumped onto the train the doors close and we take off and I'm like, cool, right. So I, 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 they actually tell you, you have to put your luggage away. So you have these kind of like, um, do you remember the old telephones? The the cord telephones where the, the wire was kind of curly and, and tangly. It was almost like I had to put my luggage into this like little space. And then I had to just kind of like clip this kind of cord thing across. Obviously, so it doesn't like fling all over the train. So I did that. And then I sit down, and then I'm just chilling, you know. And then I'm checking, making sure I have everything, because the guy's coming around, I can see him checking everyone's tickets. I says, cool. So I'm checking my pockets, and I was like, right, here's my phone, here's my passport. And I take out my ticket, and he stamps it. And I put it back in my pocket, and then I realised something was gone. And I says, hang on a second. So I'm a very particular person, you know. My f- 
phone is always in the left side my wallet is always in the right side and with my wallet i always keep anything transport related that i need to use you know because in my wallet i kept me pass my jr pass so i was like wait a second i just took the ticket from that pocket and i couldn't feel me pass that i've just spent 400 euro on and i pretty much planned my entire trip around this pass you know because it got me from a to b b to c c to d no issues so i was like oh boy and i stood up and i literally i kept emptying me pockets right three and four times at a go and i was like no 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 no. i said where is this pass i said i literally can't go anywhere without this pass now in hindsight i had money with me i could just bought tickets you know what i mean but the little inside me i was like i paid almost 400 quid for this it's a lot of money you know it is a lot of money and i'm panicking my heart is pounding and i'm just thinking like robbie you idiot you fucking idiot what did you do and i was like was that my pass on my my luggage that i that i i seen on the ground and i kicked it did i kick that away i was like nah couldn't have been it didn't look like it and then i ran up and i checked my suitcase and i opened it i was unpacking everything i was everyone looking at me like a pure flustered little you know foreign tourist and i'm like i need to get this i need to get this opened up my bag nah wasn't there checking my pockets sitting up jumping up checking the seats asking people sorry did you see a train pass anywhere here no i said bollocks i was like what am i gonna do and i was actually i remember just sitting there and i was like right robbie snap over nothing you can do if it's not on you it's gone that's it he says don't be panicking don't be walking yourself up over nothing right so i just said to myself baby step one step at a time when you get off the train try and find the information desk and ask them what to do in the case of this you know show them your information surely they can say ah yes at this time you were issued this pass you know and, uh, you know they may issue you an- another one who knows they might just say yeah that's tough so that was like one of the longest hours of a train ride i've ever been on and we land we land we arrive at tokyo station okay the doors open and this tokyo station is fucking huge now bear in mind right i live in a country where i don't use trains and we only have like we don't actually have really like big stations you know so i normally just use the bus so this is this is essentially the first time of me ever using the train you know so i'm like right i'm off this now in the train station um and i think so because i had the ticket from the narita express i just showed it to a gentleman and he waved me into tokyo station right now this is where the first part of like culture shock hit me the amount of people in this station was unreal just waves upon waves of people and i wanted to kind of stop still and just get me bearings and grab me tablet try and connect to a wi-fi but um it was almost like i just went with the wave and i just kept moving you know i think the one thing that i was told and i understood about japanese culture is you don't want to stand out you don't want to be that one guy who's interrupting the flow of like 
the day-to-day society you know because that's seen as like the like biggest disrespect and you'd be kind of outcasted and so on and so forth you know the japanese people they're very uh, like a united people a united mind you know you you think of everybody else first before yourself you know very selfless so anyway i was like i don't want to stand here with all these baggages and suitcases and blocked away let's just move with the crowd and i was trying to follow the line at the same time and i found this little kind of alcove little pillar thing i just kind of barrel rolled into essentially and i just said boy whoo i'm out of this stampede let me just get me bearings and i said right i'm going this way okay cool boom found the office said hello to the two ladies and explained the situation and they said no no sorry they were trying to explain but like that this is just a certain service we do here any inquiries about your past you you know you need to go down to this office i said okay cool and i was on like another floor i can't remember what i think like tokyo station had like two or three floors and i was like why i'm running everywhere like so i said okay no worries again tired exhausted and that's what hit me the worst was just the amount of people it added so much pressure you know so i rented this other office and uh i went in I said to the gem, I says, hello, hello, can you help me please? And he was just like, wait, wait, no English, <laughs> you know. And then this lady came back. Now, I'm going to sound like a big simp here, you know. But this woman, and she probably doesn't know it, but she was like an angel in disguise, you know. She probably doesn't, she was just doing her job. Now, I, I know myself that in my profession that I just did my job many times and I've helped so many people in ways that can't be described you know I'm not trying to sound like an ass but it's true you know but this same with this lady like she the way she helped me she did not realize how like stressed and under pressure I felt and you know you'll hear in the story now in a few minutes but she helped me so much that I just felt like wow like you like I could have caught you on a bad day or you could have been someone else who just didn't want to help me but she went the extra mile anyway right so we're gonna continue on with this so she spoke fluent english and she asked like what's the problem how can i help and i says look i says uh i'm making a huge mistake here i said i've just come from tokyo tokyo airport sorry i've just come from narita airport to tokyo station and i said somewhere from the train in the station uh, in the airport to the ticket gate i said or or where i got the ticket my, my pass my jr pass i said i've lost it and she just looked like she looked at me in the feet like what seriously and i says i've, I've had a bad journey i says is any like what do i do in this situation has this happened before you know what like can i is there any chance i can get another ticket or can i pay for another ticket now the thing is you actually you can't purchase these in japan you need to purchase them before you come to japan so i kind of knew already the answer was going to be no but i didn't know what was going to happen in an emergency situation so she was getting all the details and she says okay please just give me a few minutes and i was sitting there and i was just twiddling my thumbs you know i says i was just staring at the, she, so she went into like the back of i was staring at the door waiting for her to come back out you know and she pops back around and she says okay look i have some good news and some bad news now when someone always says that to me like do you want the good or the bad force it's like right at least there's some good to come of this situation 
you know. So I said, right, give me the good news first. And she says, okay, the good news is someone actually found your pass and they handed it into the airport like information desk. I says, oh, thank God. Now, the bad news from that was, she says, you need to go back to the airport and get it. Like, we can't issue it here or we can't, you know, get it delivered here. She says, you need to travel back down to the airport and get it. And I was like, okay, okay. And I looked at the clock and I think it was about half eight or something like that. Okay, now, the office I was in now closed at 9 p.m. So I was pretty much coming to the end of her shift and she was giving me a hand, you know. And she said, look, I'm going to draw you like a little map. She says, you need to go back downstairs. You need like to the, the kind of basement area or whatever, the tra- where the tracks are. You need to get the Narita Express back to the airport, go to the information desk, and quickly as possible, get back on the Narita Express to Tokyo. And then you will be back here by 10 p.m. You know, like it, it, in and around that, you know, she says. And then, because I explained to her, I'm, I need to go to Ueno to Idia to my hostel. I need to get there before 11 p.m. Oh, sorry, before half 10. And she said, look, there's a train that leaves now in like seven minutes. You need to go there now. Go to the tracks. Get on the train. Get that train straight to the airport. Go straight to information. She gave me all these tickets. She says, look, I've told the airport you're coming now. She says, don't. There's no one stopping you. You just need to tell them who you are. Show your passport. Get your ticket. And then get 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 back on the train coming back. You know what I mean? She says, Otherwise, if you if you go to the airport and you miss that next train, she says you have to take the local train, which takes like up to like three or four hours to come back, and you're gonna be stranded and, and nowhere to go. So, with the good news being like told to me, and then all this, you need to hurry. Are you being stranded? I was like, oh fuck, panic. I was, okay, I said, all right. And she drew me a little map. She gave me a couple of tickets. She says, oh, I rang them all in advance. You're fine. Just go. I says, perfect. Thanks so much. You're a little star. She didn't know what that meant, but I ran anyway. Got out of there. And I was trying to follow these lines, you know, and trying to follow the map she drew me. I even stopped one gentleman on the way. And I asked him, I said, sorry, sir, can you help me, please? You know, I'm trying to find the train tracks down to get to the Narita Express. Because it was like, the way I'd come into the airport, there was a different way to go back out. Because I wouldn't have known which way I came from, you know. So she directed me to a different spot. And he was like, oh, no, sorry, I don't know. And I kind of understand. He's probably in a rush, so I said, no worries. So I was following these lines. Right? I remember going down these flights of stairs and then down these flights of stairs and then down these flights of stairs. I remember standing on a track, sorry, on a platform, and there was a train to the left of me, and then there was a train to the right of me. Now, the train on the left took off, and I was like, oh, I hope that was not the train I had to get, you know? And then... I look to the right and I see this. Now, that, that was a thing because they didn't look like the same type of train that I was getting. So I think I was on the wrong platform. But I did probably one of the scummiest things I could have done. Now, I didn't mean to do it. It was more so just because I needed help. But Japanese trains are infamous for being perfectly on time all the time, you know. Even if they're delayed by a couple of seconds the train driver would have apologised to all the passengers for the delay blah blah oh excuse me so these train drivers are actually changing shift you know so I run down and I, I, sorry, I run over and I said you know I'm sorry like I said, I'm really sorry but I'm saying does this train go to the airport 
and the two of them are looking at me and the two of them looking at each other and I'm like oh no this is not good this isn't the right one and I says does this train go to the airport and I tried my best to say it in Japanese I forget how I said it I forget what airport is in Japanese but uh, as I'm saying this they're both looking at like a timetable and they're both like looking at each other and I look back and I look at the train there's these people on the train looking out at me and they look frustrated but then there's people also running down the steps and boarding the train and I'm like right none of these guys have like suitcases or duffel bags or anything with them so I was like oh this train does not go to the airport so it was a girl and a guy that was changing shift and they just said sorry I don't know we can't help you and then I remember the train leaving and as the train was echoing away through the tunnel I just looked around me and I just checked me phone and the time it was like five to nine and I looked around and it was empty it was like a ghost town and I remember just feeling defeated you know I was like right I'm in this foreign country by myself I'm absolutely exhausted and I have nowhere to go now that's where I was you know when you're kind of that fatigued you it's hard to pull yourself together you know so I remember just dropping down to the ground, throwing my bags on the ground, just propping myself up against a pillar and just staring like up at the empty kind of ceiling and stuff. And I'm like, what have I done? What, like, did I fucking bite off more than I can chew here traveling by myself to Japan? And then uh, I, I think I had Wi-Fi. I think I was texting my friends like, boys, I've had to miss the train to the airport. I don't know what I'm going to do. And they're like, Robbie, look. Two of my good mates actually were talking to me. They says, Go up and get yourself a bottle of water. Chill. They said, you have an hour and a half to get to your accommodation. And I was like, you're right. So I stood up, shook myself off, ran upstairs, got a bottle of water, down that. And I was like, look, I have money. Why am I panicking? I actually have a lot of cash here. I'm just like, I'll go buy a ticket. I'll get this airplane. T- I'll get this yoke in the morning, you know. So I remember um, looking around. I couldn't find a ticket machine. Okay. So it's weird. It was like I'm in the station, but it, it's like it, obviously well, it makes sense. But the ticket machines, you buy your ticket before you enter the station, so it was on the opposite side, so where I couldn't get through. So I was like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do? I don't even have any pass to get through them." So I went back to the station, right, and it was all closed. Oh, sorry, the the the, serv- the desk where the lady previously helped me, and it was all closed. And I was like, "Right, it's just like nine p.m. now, maybe." You know, maybe they're still there. So I walk around to the staff door. Give a little knock, you know. And the same guy, I remember him, he had like a bowl haircut with glasses. And he pops his head open. And he's like, oh, wait. He recognised me again, you know. So I was like, oh, shit. And then the girl pops her head about. And she's like, what are you doing? Why are you back? And I said, I couldn't I couldn't find the train. Oh, I gave you directions. I showed you the... Di-. I says... I said, you don't understand what I've been through to try and get over here. I says, oh, she was like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Then she kind of grabbed her bags and stuff. And she says, like, I mean, what can I do to help you? And I says, I just want one piece of advice. I says, can you just tell me how do I get to Ueno Station from here? I said, I don't have any tickets with me. like, And I said, the tickets are on the other side of the gate. And she's like, okay, wait a moment. She went back into where she works. She closed the door. She's like, look. Here's a free ticket to get from here to Ueno Station. And she says, walk with me and I'll get you through the, tic- the, 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 the ticket gates. 
I was like, oh my God, all right, she's a lifesaver. So I'm pulling my bags through, and here I am, strutting like I'm fucking six foot and nothing, like, you know what I mean? Getting, getting escorted through the gate, like, thinking I'm all that, like. And then uh, she says, okay, now look, uh, get on this train, you know, use your ticket. She says, go to Ueno, go to the, this part, go down to Idiot Station, get your subway, and go. She says, I don't want to see you back here. <laughs> You know, tomorrow without your ticket, your without your JR pass, I said, don't you worry, you won't. So kind of bid her farewell, and as I said, like she, she just you know just a little the small interaction with somebody helping you, kind of you know collected me and kind of you know brought me back like to kind of function like just to be able to function basically. So I'm knackered, I'm jaded, I'm tired, exhausted, everything you know, hungry, thirsty, feet are sore everything so I board the train on the way to Ueno it's not that far I can't remember how long it was maybe 20 minutes or so but I know we're touching about half nine or so at this stage so I have an hour I have an hour to get to me me, me hostel it's fine so again silly me not knowing how uh, ticket gates or train stations work I get off the, the train, go through the platform, go up the steps, I see the ticket, I put the ticket in the machine, the gates fly open, I walk through, and I just keep going. Right? And then I'm following all the signs. Okay, I'm, I'm in a window station now, so I know I'm getting closer and closer to my accommodation, which is just like a breath of fresh air, you know? So I'm going, 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 I see the signs. I think I think it was like, the, they have all different you know, color coordinations. So I think I had to go to the gray line, that was Idiot Station, the, the, I think it was called the Hibia line, but I had to go to Idiot Station. And it was only two stations away via subway. So I'm going, 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 and I look, and I, and I come to the same problem again. I was like, right, here's the ticket gate. And I was like, wait, where, where's my ticket? But I was like, I've already used the ticket in the machine. So shouldn't she have given me two tickets? Like one to get into the station and one to get back out, you know. So I go up to the guy at the desk and explain to him. I say, sorry, I says, look, I'm in a bit of a predicament here. I didn't say predicament, but I says, I need help. I says, I need to get through this station to get to the to get to the Hibia station. I said, I don't have my pass. I says, but can I just go through here because I need to get a ticket there? And he's like, no, no, sorry, I can't help you. I can't get through with a ticket. And I said, I says, but, but the machine is just there. I said, I've lost my ticket. So I think what I was supposed to do was, when you put the ticket in the machine, I think it has like two uses or something like that. So I think the ticket pops back up and you take it. So I want to let you through one gate and then out the other, and then it's gone, you know what I mean? But I, I didn't realize that. I just left, I just went through, you know. For me, in, in my current state, my plan was to just get through, go, just keep going, you know. So anyway, he's like, I can't help you. And I'm looking, it's half nine at night, I have an hour. The only thing stopping me to get to my house is that I just need to get through those two little flappy gates. Uh, but I can't get through them, he won't let me. And I, I didn't want to be that dick, you know, just fucking does what he wants, you know. I think a, a term is called gaijin. I don't, actually, I've never heard many people use it, but I've only heard it once or twice on the internet. But I've heard people call it, it's called gaijin smashing. So gaijin means like foreign person. Smashing is just, you know, like being 
obnoxious basically so it's like gaijin smashing is like doing things that would piss off japanese people but getting away with it because you're a foreigner and they just think ah he doesn't know better but you know they know that or they think like that you know so i says i don't want to be one of them i don't want to be that guy on youtube who's been a dick because he's a foreigner you know so i'm like oh what do i do what do i do i remember just going around in circles and i walked one end of the station no t- no tickets walked down the next no tickets i was like like what do i do i says i i don't think they can keep me in the station so they'll have to escort me out eventually but i says then by that time i'm gonna be homeless you know now i know say uh, japan is safe the weather's fine but nobody wants to sleep on the street you know especially after traveling like that so i remember just looking up and i it, it, it's not a racist thing but i was like i seen this white guy come to college and i've never been so happy in my life to see a white person and i was like dude i says are, are you from here or are you just traveling and he's like oh no i'm traveling but like i've been here a couple of weeks and I, I, like i know the area why do you need help he was actually i think his name was josh from canada and uh I says, bro, I says, I've had to have a horrible flight to come over here. I said, I've got a JR pass, I've just lost it. I got a ticket and I've just left in the machine. I said, I'm just trying to get through these ticket gates, but I can't because I don't have you. He's, I just walked through, it's fine. I said, no, I said, I, I don't want to do that. He says, uh, okay. I said, look, he says, look, there's, there's, the, there's a card machine there and you can buy what's called a Suica card. It's basically like a, a, a for people living in Ireland, a, a Leap card or for people in the, the UK, whatever, like the Oyster card or maybe that's just England, oh, I'm not too sure, sorry, but, he's, I said, look, can I just give you money, and can you buy me a Suica card, I said, toss it over the gates, and then I'll just go through it, he said, no, nah. he said, look, it's fine, just go through, so I was like, oh, okay, right, let's do it, uh, you know, I, I was desperate, it was stupid, but I was desperate, and we were like penguins, you know, I was literally right up against them, as he went through the gate, they're fucking smart, it's sense that there was someone else there, and a big alarm went off and the gates quickly shut down on me but they shut down on me so i was able to squeeze through and like bring my luggage in you know as I said, it was this late at night there wasn't that many people there and the guy just stood up behind the desk and looked at me and i just kind of mouthed it to him come in outside like i'm sorry and he just sat back down and then the guy walked me through got me got me a suga card and as soon as i turned around right beside the entrance inside there was an irish pub called Station, you know, station. So I said to him, bro, I says, get in there. I says, I'm buying you a drink on me. Don't worry about it. I says, will you have a drink with me? He's like, yeah, come on, let's go. So we rock in. And it was a weird place. It was like, you know, it was like an Irish pub or supposed to be, but maybe it's common in Japan, but they have all these little single booths, you know, that has have these kind of um, partitions not big partitions just enough to kind of cover your face i was like if you want to just drink by yourself and i'm like ah, but that's not irish style that's not even any style you know you go to a pub to have a drink to waffle the ears off someone or, or to make friends or to, to meet people you know what i mean then they had a section for tables for groups or whatever so we just sat at the bar and uh i ordered two guinness and uh fuck yeah they were expensive i think it was like something like nine or ten euro for a point to get here it's like five euro 
but there it was really expensive but I couldn't care you know money wasn't an option at that point this guy pretty much fucking was another saving grace so I so he helped me out big time so we end up having a few I think we had I think we had two two beers each well two two Guinness each and um, he asked me where I was staying and I told him he said bro I, I take the same subway line I said man let's go and then we were in the same area roughly and uh, so we traveled to the two stations sorry we traveled yeah two two stations away get off go up to the ground level and uh, he says look bro i'm just like 15 minutes down this way i says look my hostel's just around the corner here now at this time it was like 20 past 10 i remember it was late and i says bro i'm just going to go into my accommodation i'm going to set my bags down take a shower and we're at we're at a corner where the station was and i says um do you want to meet back here at say 11 p.m and we go around local somewhere and grab a grab a few beers or whatever i says look I'll, I'll treat you to a beer man i says you don't know how much you've helped me he says man no don't treat me he says come on I'll, I'll show you around a few places i says cool so i ran around to the hostel and it was like a sliding door you know down this kind of alleyway and i was like oh fuck is this the right place and i had seen it was lively inside uh it was called a uh, toko guest house i'm saying hostel it's kind of a guest house kind of a, a hostel kind of a bnb vibe but uh, I rock up and the staff are lovely and they check me in and yeah I was like finally I'm here and there was a small a Japanese girl and she was like oh let me help you with your luggage and she was like holding it with two hands and waddling and I was like look it's okay I says I, I can take my own luggage you're fine and I go straight to the back and they, they had explained to me like you know after 11 p.m it's locked down you know we'll give you a code to use like a back entrance somewhere but you know you, you need to be very quiet coming in and don't get too drunk or else we'll, we'll have to like you know have words i says no no worries i would respect everyone that's staying here so they show me to the room i uh i don't even have a shower to be honest with you because like as they were trying to explain everything there was a little bit of a, a language barrier you know but as they were trying to explain the whole check-in and, 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 and check out and this and that and um, want breakfast i pay for breakfast in the morning i was like cool threw my bags down i found my bed boom top bunk there we go i um I grab my jacket they've all locked up and I, I walk around this side entrance and uh, I let myself out door locks in behind me I had it, had the code written on my hand and everything and uh, I rock out and I go to the corner it starts to rain and I remember walking down the street and I think there was one place called like blue dragon or something dragon and I remember you know a little bit of glass above the door I remember looking over and I had seen like there was like three people at the bar. There was a lady, two men, and there was a guy behind the bar. And they were all smoking, having a laugh. And I was like, ah, okay, I'd love to go in there one of the nights. Walk by the next place, I looked over and I seen there was just a lady by herself behind the bar, you know, waiting for customers. And again, at this time it's 11 p.m. So I'm like, it's too late. Like me taking Irish way, we close at 11 or midnight. So I keep rocking down. I found the corner of the street. I was like, cool. I'm gonna wait here. And then, uh, yeah, the rain gets a little bit heavier. And unfortunately, he never showed. Um, I don't blame him because, I mean, I kind of just pounced on him at the airport to say, help me. And he, he did help me. And I bought him a few beers, so I kind of repaid him, you know. But I just think may, maybe he was delayed. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he just didn't want to hold someone's hand in, in, in a new city. You know, I don't know. I'm sure there's a genuine reason why he didn't show up but he seemed excited to meet up afterwards so i think i waited there for like maybe 20 minutes 
and then I walked back and I poked my head in again to the other bars and stuff and, and they had nobody in them so I said look nah just go to bed you know Um, so I did I returned back to the hostel and I just went to sleep I remember actually asking one of the staff I shared a room with like three or four like Australian uh, or New Zealand women and um the 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 room temperature was set at like 26 degrees celsius and i was like excuse me so i don't want to be rude here but it's actually way too hot for me to sleep in this room i says i'm like you know i mean it's 26 that's like way beyond my summer i'm actually sweating here i says any chance you can turn the heat down i just need the room a lot cooler she's like yeah i'm so sorry no problem she turned it down to like 20 degrees is that better and i was like yeah like in my head I'm thinking it's better but it's not good enough but I says look 20 degrees is still too hot outside it was like 14 degrees or a little bit less so it's like why is that room hotter than outside so I don't know if those kind of New Zealand or Australian girls were like saying oh we, we want the heat up high or whatever you know so I just left it at that um, and then I just went to bed yeah and then um, yeah I think I'm just going to leave that podcast and that that was a very long one 45 minutes i'm looking at now um but there was a lot to digest there was a lot to speak about and um, maybe i'll split this into two parts or maybe not we'll, we'll see but yeah just meeting all the interesting characters like so those two people that japanese lady in the jr station the jr office was a real real lifesaver and then that guy the josh from canada I'm guessing his name was Josh. Again, as I said, I can't remember names, but it was Josh's is kind of in my mind, you know. It was like a Josh or a Jake or, you know, one of these kind of, like, typical kind of American-Canadian names. Um, But, yeah, absolutely. And that was it, right? Of all the panic and the stress, as soon as I checked into the hostel, I was just like, the worst is over. You know, I guess no travel story is really complete without having the ups and the downs, you know. And you learn a lot. And I can advise people in the future, look, do it this way. Because I got, you know, I got fucked up many times. But yeah, if you did stick around for the whole thing, I appreciate it. If not, don't worry. You're not going to hear this part of the message if you didn't. But, you know, even if you found some enjoyment from uh, my anxious... Uh, state of being <laughs> throughout like four hours or something trying to find find me way around the station and the hostel and stuff like that but um yeah i'm gonna leave it there and we'll see you in the next episode all right take care